This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, gladiators. It's about that time. We're about to talk scandal season seven, episode 11, army of one after this. You're tuning into the destination for TV super fan discussion after buzz TV. And now let the buzz begin. When the night has come and the land is dark. The girl singing. Oh, I can't. <laughs> Such a classic. Night we'll see. No, I won't be afraid. What's up, everybody? This song is very somber, just like our mood tonight, um, after tonight's crazy episode. I'm lit. I'm really happy. I'm happy about this episode, so I don't know about Samba. Uh, well, yeah, mixed emotions um, after tonight's episode. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in with us, whether you're listening or joining us live on YouTube. Thank you so much. I'm your host, Christine Alexis. You can find me all over social media at Christine Beam. And I'm Tessa Saval. You guys can find me all over social media at Tessa underscore Saval. Hey, guys. I'm Paris Rose. You can find me on Instagram at Paris Rose and on Twitter at Paris Rose TV. Forget Snap because it's confusing. <laughs> that new update was wild. Yes, I don't like that update. Yeah. What's up, guys? I'm Jessica Williams. You can find me on Twitter at Miss Jessica WW and on Instagram at Miss Jessica Williams. I am shook. <laughs> shook it. Yes. I am shook after this episode. Like, ah! okay, you guys are already joining us. You guys are rolling in. Roll call to our chat live viewers. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will be engaging with you guys as we discuss this epic episode. Yeah, epic is the perfect word. Um, I, I've gotten on the writers of Scandal a lot in the past, but tonight I feel like they really <laughs> delivered with giving us just twists and turns and whiplash, really. Yeah. Um, so many good gems tonight. I don't remember the last time we had this epic of an episode. I don't. It's been a while. It's been a while. This season, I think this is the number one episode so yeah. far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Last episode was good because, remember, it was fast-paced. Yeah. We had a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. They're just hitting us back to back. <laughs> I felt like that um, the meme of the little girl on Blackish, like, <laughs> this whole episode, I was getting <laughs> my part. I was like, what? You hit me like what? So, yeah. So good. Oh, my God. You so need your good. own meme after that one. <laughs> Just make it if you guys know how to make a meme. <laughs> <laughs> um, tonight's episode was titled Army of One, that army being live. And, I mean, Jessica, you were pretty much right um, in your assumption that, you know, they were building Liv up or, or bearing her, breaking her down to build her back up. And we got to see this kind of end on a, a lighter note after everything Liv has done and been through, which is, is crazy. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm excited, but I'm kind of like, I don't know, like, I'm excited because I feel like there's a lot of ways that they can go, but I'm so sad, guys, yeah. because this was the first time since this entire season that I felt like the end is coming. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this yeah. episode could have been, like, a finale episode. It tied true. up several loose ends. Mm-hmm. I mean, Quinn was, re- I mean, we're going to get into it all, but dang, I was like, a little tearful. 
<laughs> so I caught that. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, that's such a great point. I didn't even think about it that, that like this could have been a finale esque type mm-hmm. episode. Um, Quinn's back, which was amazing. Uh, she got to reunite with the team. Um, but that's jumping way too far ahead. Uh, let's just get into the episode and break it down before we move on to our thoughts. Um, the episode starts out with Melly and Liv uh, picking up where we left off at the end of last episode, just confronting each other, mostly Liv, confronting Melly about what she's done. And Melly tells Liv that she has to go. Either she resigns or she will publicly fire her by the end of the week. Which, if the writings, I don't know, the writings were on the wall right there. I thought, how is Liv going to get her way out of this one? But I don't even know why I thought that, because it's Liv. <laughs> um, so that starts to happen. Um, and so from that point on, I was kind of surprised to see a new case brought up this episode. I didn't think that we would get any of that um, throughout the rest of the season. What did you guys think about that? I was also surprised. I'm like, okay, so they're going back to cases. But I've been saying I want a case. I want it to be old scandal. But at this moment, I was like, I don't want a case. I want to figure out what goes on with Liv and Melly in this situation. No cases. No distractions. But obviously, it, it tied in. But when I saw it at first, I was not wanting it. Yeah. Um, so I kind of felt like I'm happy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline that a case was back but at the same time I'm like how are they going to do a case I mean you're down to three two people now I mean essentially two people because Charlie though he came back all like supposed to be somber but he was really like happy (laughs) it was so funny watching him this episode he did a good job of playing like the I'm just going to hold it back especially when he wanted to tell them at the end like no don't close down QPA because (laughs) and that pause was everything so um, yeah, I, I agree. It made sense the way it tied it in. But of course, it also proves what we have all been saying this entire time, that QPA can't survive without any type of Olivia integration. Oh. I mean, <laughs> it's just like, there's no point. Exactly. Yeah. At, well, at least with the first letter of the acronym, whether it's an O or a Q, <laughs> we need one of those strong female characters there to drive everything along. Sorry, Abby. She's not really the type to... <laughs> Take charge here. Um, I was also thrown at first. I was like, how are they going to throw a case in the middle of what we're building up here? Little did we know that case would find its way into the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a congressman, I believe, or a worker at the State Department, mm-hmm. his name is Bob Bacall. He approaches QPA for help because $12 million has ended up in his bank account that uh, comes from uh, the Russians, and it's, it seems like he's being set up. He comes to them very like, I just want to move on with my life. Little did we know he was sleeping with Vanessa uh, Vanessa Moss, right? They done brought Vanessa. Vanessa yeah. Ballard. Yeah. I don't know why I'm saying Moss, guys. Who's <laughs> Vanessa Moss? Why is she in my head? Elizabeth Moss? Who's Moss? I don't know. Let's Forget scrap about that one. Yeah, yeah. So, so many things are revealed just with him alone. Like, it was like a bomb that went off because how, how you know... Where did that even come from? And why was he being used? We didn't know. Liv was pulling some strings. Yeah. Like, 
His character was weird, though. <laughs> Why was he such a bizarre person? He was very, like, sketchy to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, and jumpy. It was weird. I didn't like his character. But I think it led into, like, us getting distracted from it. So then when yeah. it came back around that he was intertwined, it was like, whoa! And then it was, like, the <laughs> epic Shonda reveal again, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it, yeah. that's kind of how it helped play into it. He, he did seem so random. Yeah. And by him being so like weird and sketchy and all yeah. over the place, he was really disposable and he was so annoying. Exactly. It was so easy to let him take the fall. <laughs> exactly. So take down that guy. But I was like, Vanessa's back? Like, yeah. we haven't seen her since she was sipping champagne the night that Vargas got shot. I mean, yeah. it was just very um, interesting the way they brought her back. And she had pink hair. Did y'all notice that? Yes. Slightly I pink. thought it was the TV. Yeah, but... I was like, she is rocking pink hair. That's okay. very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, what I do love and they haven't done this for a few episodes clearly because we haven't been much um, into the news but I love when they bring it back to what's happening to our modern news and with this current Trump administration and Russia alone is a topic that intertwines but of course all of the lower level officials that work for his campaign and how they had meetings with the Russians and how they there was like money exchange and and like four indictments you know so far so that's that that little part like makes me like ooh yay you know I love that 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 little <laughs> and you're you're so up on the political yeah. news I didn't even catch that until you brought that up but that's a huge parallel to reality mm-hmm. shout yeah. out to Shonda for always and all of us. the and all of the higher level officials and the chief of staffs that he's lost and press secretaries and all of that due to having to resign due to a scandal yes. scandal um so yeah that was fun it was like a coup <laughs> on top of a coup on top of another coup happening yes. all at the same time yes. which i didn't i didn't see happening this episode i was like okay um so whilst <laughs> all of this is playing out in the white house we are taken back to Quinn and Papa Pope and their intimate moments at home. We see Papa Pope, you know, spending some time with baby Robin. And shout out to one of our uh, viewers in our YouTube comments who pointed this out, that they saw some sort of parallel between how Papa Pope is so protective over baby Robin the way he is over Liv. And that that father-daughter, mother-daughter kind of parallel going on between him and Quinn is very interesting. And it, it's revealed within that scene that... Papa Pope is not going to let anybody touch Liv. The whole conversation that they they had and the plan they came up with was never going to come to fruition because no one's going to touch his baby girl. And that was that was kind of shocking to me because I thought that Papa Pope really not that I thought he would ever abandon Liv because he still cares about her at the end of the day, but I thought that he really wanted to take action to to stop her. So it was it was interesting and also very scary the way he took hold of Robin and threatened mm. Quinn. Part of me was wondering, maybe you guys can speak to this, if it made him look weaker or stronger admitting that. Because I think this whole time, he's never actually said that out loud, even though his actions say that, by him like never actually like killing Liv, essentially. Mm. And so for him to admit it to Quinn, part of me was like, you are getting so soft, you are weak. But then at the same time, I'm like, but you're bringing up a good point, so it makes you seem kind of like you're ahead of the game. What did you guys think? <laughs> I think it, it does show his weakness, but in that weakness, there's a strength. Because he's saying, I mean, this is his baby. He's going to mm-hmm. do whatever mm-hmm. it takes to protect her, which kind of holds a lot of meaning if it's coming from Papa Pope. So yes, yeah, it's a weakness, true. but Quinn understands that that means he means business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with both of you. It's kind of like Papa Pope 
is the epitome of what a father is in the messaging that he gave this episode, meaning I want for my child to have pain and to suffer, but only to learn a lesson, but not to hurt them overall. At the end of the day, I will protect my child. And I really like that. And and, and that analogy just really connected and and resonated with me the way that he utilized Quinn's baby. Of course, we were all kind of shocked, like, don't threaten an infant. We knew that he wasn't going to hurt the infant. However, just how he described it and the pit that's in your stomach and just everything. I was like, ooh, that was good. Mm -hmm. That was really good. And But at the same time, I do feel that it hurt him. Well, clearly she went rogue. Um, Quinn went rogue, left, got a gun, and went and got into an altercation with Olivia. So, yeah, that was the first time he he showed all of his cards, and it was a bit much. I I was surprised that he didn't know she wasn't with Charlie. Like, because didn't Olivia, or, um, Quinn essentially tell Papa Bob he was, she was going with Charlie? She did, but then she went to Liz's place. Right, but so. how did that one go over his head? I just feel like he's I, better than that. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. I yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. I feel like he should have saw that coming, yeah. but in that moment, she really appealed to his fatherhood mm-hmm. and was like, Spare, I'll spare your daughter if you spare mine. Really pulling on the heartstrings yeah. there. That was a very, very smart move by Quinn. Yeah. For her yeah. to get out and give us that moment we've all been waiting for. <laughs> or I was ex- excited yeah. to see that confrontation happen. Didn't expect it to go down that way, but... Mm-mm. Yeah, I kind of... I think that um, Charlie really is the one that threw the curveball because he was supposed to be working at QPA and then he left because he had this exciting news to go collect Quinn. But at the same time, I'm like, hmm, Papa Pope didn't, like, do anything after he realized that Charlie wasn't with Quinn. Because <laughs> he was just at home when <laughs> Olivia came shot. So, I don't know. That was weird to me that he didn't try to warn Olivia or just something, considering how Quinn wanted to take her down. However, I must say, Quinn didn't give any signal that she wanted to kill Olivia. It sounded like she wanted legal and just justification. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, maybe he didn't feel that she was in imminent danger. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't getting the eye for an eye vibes because yeah. Quinn didn't actually die. So for her to kill Liv <laughs> would actually be kind of extreme. Yeah. Um, Side note with the um, live chat, Carmen uh, confirmed, she said that Moss is Vanessa's maiden name. Okay. So I wasn't like, getting oh, that. No. Crazy. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Why did I say But she's now Mrs. Vanessa Ballard. Um, and... She played a, a big part in this episode of kind of moving things along. It was kind of, re- in a way, it was kind of refreshing to see her character brought back because things got so intense um, with just the the mm-hmm. major players that mm-hmm. we normally deal with. Um, she was kind of used to move along uh, the storyline within the White House mm-hmm. about, you know, Jake had taken over as chief of staff and he was being vetted, so things about their relationship started to come into play, which Liv used to her advantage. And it just goes to show you that you really can't count Liv out. She is mm-hmm. always a step ahead. Mm-hmm. I-, I thought it was so funny and shady as hell watching her just mm, with her TV like, mm-hmm, yep, that's yeah. going down. And she is just pulling the strings on everything. Mm-hmm. Boss. Yeah. For boss. Yeah, I love that. I felt like she, um, <laughs> you know, it's funny because... I've noticed these last couple episodes that she has been pulling out the hard stuff, like bourbon, whiskey, whatever she's been doing. She's kind of abandoning the actual red wine. And so I was like, okay, thinking that she was more stressed. So I love that she was hitting the hard stuff (laughs) while she was actually doing stuff, you know, like she slayed them just from her couch. 
And that just shows that she holds the power and they can try. And even Quinn was like, ooh, she doesn't have the White House in her corner. And I love the insight that Papa Pope gave because he was thinking strategically. He was like, you can move the out the oval, but you can't move the oval out the girl. Basically, like, she can still run stuff. So... I was like, you, you, you better shut down B613 from your couch. <laughs> Make the whole power go down and everything. I was like, yes. Yes. But unfortunately, her plan involving Vanessa Ballard and the whole um, cheating scandal that she tried to use to smear Jake's name um, kind of blew up in her face because they had a way out and a story that Vanessa went on national television and confirmed that she was part of a sting operation involving uh, Bob Bacall and the the entire mess that they created. So it seemed like at that point Liv didn't have any cards. But she did. But before you go there, what did y'all think of that whole operation? Yeah, sorry to cut over that. Let's talk about that. I just thought, wait, wait, this must be realistic. When does anyone ever in government say, well, we use someone's wife to stage a sting? (laughs) Like, that wouldn't be an acceptable answer at all. That's playing, showing our cards if that was the case. Right. When would we ever say that? We use a random wife. That, That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, you don't admit to espionage or (laughs) admit to being a spy. And she's like, yeah, you know, I just went in. (laughs) So there was so, I loved it because it showed, it was realistic to the storyline because it did show that they were trying to throw their last, what is it, their, um, what's it called, your, take their last shot, Mm -hmm. Hail Mary. Mm -hmm. They were trying to do a Hail Mary to, to cover up this whole thing so Jake wouldn't have to resign. And But I love that it was flawed within it because it made it realistic. So for yeah. what you said, she wouldn't admit to being a spy. But also, I'm like, was that the only encounter that the two of them had? Like, the guy didn't have any proof, no text messages, no actual proof that they had intercourse. Because she was kind of saying that it was on the baseline of seduction to collect info, but not actual conceptual sex. It seems like the way they were talking about it, the only evidence at play was some photos of her entering his hotel room. And I'm like, was that the only time? Was that, Mm -hmm. like you're saying, is that the only shred of evidence that they can use to corroborate how she knew him and why she knew him? Which, definitely a little unrealistic. Plus, talking about something with matters of national security, candidly on a news (laughs) talk show, I don't know, kind of out there. (laughs) And I would just think QPA didn't do their job. They were like, well, they're going to go to jail, but we'll get you a good lawyer. They should be trying to fight that, too, looking for photos that prove that they actually had an affair. But no, they just ended it. They had no fight left. Yeah, no fight. And I think that goes to, again, show that they can't do anything without Liv. Yeah. Yeah. They can't. And, ah, guys, it. the feeling that I had watching this today, I'm like, they... It's just so off market, so off target. It's just not the organization and company that Olivia Pope built. Her, the bedrock of her helping her clients, the fabric that she lived her cases through was the clients come first. Mm. And we've seen this play out on so many episodes where she could have put her clients under the bus or she could have utilized her clients to advance Mm. herself or advance um, fits in the White House. But she always said, no matter what, the client comes first. If they admit that they committed the murder, she will cover it up because they come first. So the fact that they were so willing and so quick to flip on him and the customer the client didn't come first. This isn't OPA. This isn't QPA. The white hat is shredded. It's done. When they said close the doors, I'm like, and put the forever close sign on, please. 
Oh, I'm I just mean, saying. yeah. Rock the mic. Yeah, it's always funny saying. when they talk about like bills and stuff like that. I'm like, what bills do y'all pay? Like, it doesn't <laughs> seem like anyone's really knocking at the door like, hey, y'all got to pay rent. You're not working. You know, it just seems so out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Um, but I guess that was a nod to the old scandal of all the cases and things that we dealt with. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that plan doesn't work out. And intro Cyrus, which, ooh, Cyrus, 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 Cyrus. He, you can never count him out, mm-hmm. ever, ever, yeah. ever, ever. And even Liv knows this, and she said it to him at one point, like, why do you need, like, she sees the the monster in him because there's a little bit of it in herself. Mm-hmm. And I, I personally love those scenes where those two interact a lot because I feel like it's like game recognized game, you know? Yeah. Like, I know mm-hmm. what I'm capable of, you know what you're capable of, and... Whenever those two link up, something crazy always happens. So true. Yeah. I, so I guess I need a little clarification. Did she specifically give Cyrus those instructions or did he kind of formulate in his head knowing that he knew what he was doing? He formulated it himself. But which instructions are you talking about? Um, sorry, the the whole Jake, Vanessa cover up. Uh, oh yeah, he formulated that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And I thought it was brilliant and I'm and that how that whole thing played out was brilliant to me because yeah. what he said to her in reference to well, first off, when she approached him in the office and he's like, I don't drink with my enemies and she's like, You can't judge me, I was like, Yes, because he has done the worst and the most and we've covered that a lot about how Cyrus mm-hmm. is not um an angel. And I love how they left it because we didn't know if they had an agreement or not. We didn't know what the terms of their conversation came to. So when Olivia was watching everything explode on television, thanks to Cyrus going in and saying, hey, I have a plan to us. It made it look like he was just trying to do a power move with Melly and was like, screw Olivia. Mm-hmm. But in essence, he had this deeper plan that gave me chills. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Oh my God, that plan. So yes, he so he formulated it and then he came back and was like, boom, this is what we're going to do. And that's why Olivia was shocked and shook mm-hmm. on her face just because she was like, you came up with all of this and the plan is to in, not impeach, but to to, um, to have Melly resign. I was not expecting that result. No, what did y'all neither. think? I, I wasn't expecting it either. I mean, last episode, um, I, I'm not sure if it was last episode, the episode before, um, we were, we were talking about just, like, where where does Cyrus fit in all of this? Does yeah. he still want more? Is he content with where he's at? Mm-hmm. So that answered that right away. And it was very jarring. I'm like, wow, dude. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's one thing to just want to move up a little bit. But I guess moving up from VP only means P. So, like, you want to be <laughs> yeah. the president? I just didn't expect him to use that moment in such a savage way. He really is still butthurt over what happened with Fenton. And it's like, you know what? Now I just want it all. Like, F this, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's like that's been his goal, like, forever. Mm -hmm. When he made that decision, when uh, uh, Frankie Vargas was running and he was like, I could actually have a shot. When he put that whole plan together (laughs) to have his wife assassinate him, like, that was deep. So we kind of saw that Cyrus will go so far. But to take down Melly in that way, I was like, dang, not Melly. Like, she made you a vice president. You guys have had... That back and forth, you hit the word when you said savage. That plan was so savage. And I love what he said to Olivia when delivering it. Like, hey, we're parasites. And that goes way back to the first couple of seasons when they had a very serious conversation. It was like out in the hallway when they were trying to decide what the next step was and covering up the whole Fitz um, scandal. 
with with um with rigging the election and they both agreed we are the same person mm. and we're gonna fight the same fight to get to where we get she's like we're different from normal people and he kind of turned those words back to her in that moment and i was like this is epic way to wrap it up scandal Ooh. way to wrap it up <laughs> you always bring it <laughs> for real um thank you yeah cyrus I'm still just kind of like wrapping my head around all of that because yeah. that just came out of left field to me. But um, I, you know, Liv takes the document that Cyrus gives her, uh, proving her involvement with Jake and everything that they tried to cover up, which would nail, put the nail in the coffin for Melly. Mm-hmm. Um, and Liv approaches her at her yearly mammogram, which uh, the episode didn't focus on it too much, but that was like a really big moment for Melly and her her female presidency and what that meant. <laughs> the American people, which is nice, but Liv throws a wrench in her special day by letting her know what's going to happen. And Melly is just shook at this point. Mm-hmm. And I, I really want to talk about Melly because I feel like, like she's getting attacked on all ends. It seems it, she really can't trust anybody. If yeah. hey, Liv or Jake isn't handling her, Cyrus is handling her. And she even said it at one point in this episode, like, why does everyone think I'm the victim or that I need help mm-hmm. or, or, or that she's you know, helpless and she can't make these decisions, but it seems like everyone is just a step ahead of her. Yeah. And I I wanted her to have something up her sleeve this episode, but it didn't happen. It never happens. I always <laughs> wanted to believe in her. I thought, oh, she's gonna kick it up this one everyone else is. Nothing. Nothing. But she did hold her composure. I mean her life is crumbling in front of her. And she did she didn't cry. She didn't go to booze. I feel like she handled it in a respectful way. So I can give her that and only that. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the life of Melly. I mean, this is this is her story. This is her story. <laughs> um, unfortunately, she's never been ahead. Everyone has always been five steps ahead of her. Back when she was trying to fight for her marriage and expose Olivia's affair and move to senator and move throughout her entire journey. Unfortunately, Melly has always <laughs> taken many L's, mm-hmm. and she will continue to. I mean, this this was her, probably her first win, and it was at the well, her second win because she got the presidency. But to be able to keep the presidency was her second win, and both of them was at the hands of Olivia. Mm-hmm. So the the girl just can't do nothing for herself. And yikes. Know, She's an amateur. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I she love is. that when he said it. I was like, ooh, sorry. It's true. An and I think I'm with you, Paris. It's like I keep wanting her to win because she keeps losing. And it's just like, oh, Melly, come on. It's it's interesting because what before Melly was president, she was one of the people who were pulling Fitz's strings. And it's like Fitz never could do anything on his own. Everybody was moving all these pieces around him and for him. And it's so funny because... She always gave me the impression that when it would be her, it would be different. And yeah. it's the exact same. <laughs> yeah. It's the exact that's same true. thing. And I don't even know if that's necessarily a knock on her or just the, the people in this circle and how ruthless they are to make things happen when they want it to. Yeah, for so. sure. And I love that you brought up about um, the the mammogram and how they kind of inserted that. because, And that's something I appreciate throughout her journey to becoming president and throughout her presidency, they have made sure to include facts about women and things that men wouldn't even think about that mm-hmm. applies to us, whether it be, you know, how she was going to decorate her office and just the changes about it being so male and so dark or how she, um, uh, when she wanted a sex toy mm-hmm. and how she can't flaunt men in and out the White House the same that, that men can. Yeah. And there's just so many levels. It's like, ooh. Or even when she wanted to... Um, 
uh, congratulate the other, the winner. What is it called? I can't think of the word when you um, concede um, with the election. And she was like, I'll be, if I wait too long, I'll be considered, you know, a bitch and I'll be doing it. So she like, I don't know. I just was like, whoa, like mm-hmm. they just really yeah. nailed it. Her lines are make you always hyper aware of the position that she's in, which mm-hmm. is good because she is the first female president on TV or within this world. And, you know, she we deserve to see her experience for what it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, so another big moment in the episode that we kind of touched over, but I want to go back to is the scene in Liv's apartment with Quinn. Um had me shook, like we said at the beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the in the process of their confrontation, Liv is shot by a sniper uh, bullet from a B613 agent who was watching over her house because she is still command. And um, she goes to Papa Pope's house after, and he he stitches her up, but he's also consoling her. And I thought that that conversation that they had was was major because mm-hmm. I you know. I felt like this was the, the the one time Liv really admitted that she effed up, like for real, for real, mm-hmm. and realized the weight of what happened. I know we saw her struggle with grief and things like that during the episode where Quinn died, but her looking at her father, who's the other person who's probably as most savage as she is, and realizing that she does have a soft, chewy center and all that stuff mattered to her is, I think, what really led to how she handled the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. And deciding to step down. Mm-hmm. Seeing all these emotions for me, I think, is gratifying in the sense that I think so often TV shows and these characters have like this almost unbelievable aspect to them because they're so extreme. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of nice for me to kind of finally see these emotions yeah. of like the behind the scenes in the way. Mm-hmm. Like you always yeah. see Liv's power moves and her power like all the time. And you always wonder, what is she like in those other moments, between all the moments? And I feel like this was that moment. And so kind of as the last season, I really liked how they're kind of putting more of those in between moments in here. Mm-hmm. I I really did like this in between moment, <laughs> uh, but I was still annoyed with Liv because she seemed surprised how um, that Quinn was mad at her. She's like, she hates me now. Of course, you killed her. Why is that even a question in her mind? Of course, she's pissed. Mm-hmm. You almost killed her baby. I I thought that Liv should I know she'd been more aware. Of course, she's gonna come back with a vengeance. Yeah, it's like you get to a point where you've done so much wrong and you expect for people just to brush it off as something that's nonchalant and she didn't understand the impact. But I want to go back to when um, Olivia actually came home and talk about that scene when Quinn came out because... I mean, this is the first time that we're seeing, you know, anybody from QPA, OPA, um, know that Quinn is still alive. And I have to be super honest, I was so disappointed with the lack of emotion and reaction, quite frankly, that Olivia had. Because that, I mean, out of all people, now that's one thing, I was more like uh, drawn into Huck and Abby's reaction. That was Mm -hmm. beautiful. But you are the one that actually killed her. Like, you're the one that had to go into an intervention and all your friends hate you because you killed her. And this is your moment to see that she's not dead. And she's like, oh, the baby, oh, you're alive. I was was like, no, like, I just, 
I just really needed more in that moment. Excellent episode that moment. I just needed more. Yeah. But I think it goes to show it like brings out that monstrous animalist instinct in her where she's mm-hmm. like, I know I'm being watched. And she, and it's like almost she like skipped it. You know what I'm saying? Because she went into like survival mode. Like, you're going to mm-hmm. die. I'm going to die. Like, I already went through this. Like, we can't do this again. Like, it was just like there was no time. You guys both make good yeah. points on that yeah. because it's it, you're right. It's like seeing a ghost. Like you literally thought this person was dead and they're mm-hmm. standing right in front of you with their child. Like I, I would have been flabbergasted for like five minutes and then cried and <laughs> then begged yeah, for forgiveness cry. or like yeah. crumble in that moment to to face the person that you thought you lost. Like yeah. And I, and I wonder if maybe that's why she wasn't able to deal with the emotions. She probably thought she never would have to. She never mm-hmm. th- yeah. thought she'd face Quinn again. Yeah. But. Even still, you know, she she just went into survival mode. She, yeah, because you know, even Liv, she has this signature face of like like ex, like an exhale that she does. Mm. Just I was I just wanted that. I wanted yeah. that exhale of Liv face where she a uh, resolve. It was a face of resolve, and she it was just this weird smile. She was like. <laughs> Hello, Quinn. <laughs> it was so she weird was to shook. me. Yeah, I, I guess she didn't so. have time to react though either. Quinn was quick with that pulling out that gun and with yeah. her like whole face. I think she wanted to. I feel like she had a slight reaction of like, oh, but then she saw Quinn's reaction and she like snapped back into monster mm-hmm. mode. Like, yeah. let, let, let's handle this. So yeah, I see. I see what you guys are saying. It's well, true. and on top of all that, she like broke into her apartment. So I think <laughs> yeah. instantly Liv is in survival mode in a yeah. sense of like, what's going on? There's a baby. Like, it's probably like it's just like so much at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder who she thought the baby belonged to, though. I was really thinking. I wonder what's going on in Liv's head. Mm-hmm. Who does she think this baby belongs to? Could have been a drop. I mean, yeah. like at the, you know, because at this point, everyone was taking shots back and forth. So she was probably on guard. Like, what does this mean? And, yeah. yeah. Well, I was kind of surprised she hunched out to the baby. Yeah. Because I think honestly, if it were me and I saw a baby, I would be like, there ha- like there has to be a reason Someone it's else. here. Let's go find the reason because yeah. the baby looks okay. Right. It was safe. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, hello. It sounded like here? Yeah. I yeah. crouching down. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. That was just me. But actually, yeah. something I just thought about, based off what you just said, Tessa, about her um, going into her mode because Quinn was there with a the gun. If all these B six thirteen snipers are available, how come they didn't know that Quinn had broken into the apartment? Oh, hmm. very true. Because you can't. Because it's one thing if she was by herself and breaking in without the lights, but you had a baby there. So you would have had to be there for a minute. There's just levels to that. I know that's going a little deep, but yeah, like why wouldn't why wouldn't they have seen her? The only thing I can think of is maybe they did see her go in, but they didn't think it was a threat until the gun was pulled. I don't know. If they saw Quinn come back from the dead, old B six thirteen, and they have to know what's going on. Even that though is kind of muddy because there's always talk of like other agents and things like that, but you don't ever see, ever see any that, other right? operations. Like, where, that is, they do. where does this coalition of agents come from? Yeah. yeah, is there Bob from the Office that we don't know about? Like, you know, there's no other players really except for that one episode where all those other assassins, you know, came and they had that oh, yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. But still, kind of weird. One of those like plot holes where you're like, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is a good time before we run out of time to talk about our Shady Woods moments. Oh, yeah. Boy, you got music. Mm-hmm. These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. If I can be honest, guys, I think I had like three or four moments. Right, right. Oh, I, I broke down so many where I was like, oh, oh, 
Ooh, that was crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll kick it off, I guess, with my favorite of the ones I wrote down. Um, which is actually something we spoke about earlier, which I think was Cyrus to live saying, I don't drink with my enemies. Because mm. the way he said it was just so <laughs> cutting to me. I'm like, really, bro? Like, you're one to talk. As he took another sip. As he took a sip, <laughs> like, on some... <sighs> Get off my dirt Like just very bougie, and I was so bougie. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. Very bougie. <laughs> I think mine has to kind of be like one of the climaxes of the episode is when mm-hmm. Olivia went into Melly's mammogram. Was oh, like, yeah. that bitch, I'm gonna fire you. Like, oh, I don't know. I just, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, you went there. Yeah, yeah. That was one of mine, but I have a few, so I'll stick with this double team uh, shady boots with Jake and Vanessa. They were just the shadiest to um, her guy who she's having an affair with. I forgot his name. Bob. But he's like, shut up and like eat your melon. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, even Vanessa gets to shade this guy. I thought it was right. messed up. That's so funny. They were actually talking about that in the chat. I saw someone mention how funny that line was. Yeah, it. it was funny. Yeah. Uh, my shady boots uh, happened at the beginning. We started the episode being shady when Melly was like, you're going to go out there and announce your resignation or I'm going to go and announce your termination. Oh, yes. I was like, what a line. Guys, yes, yes. Line. one line, Melly. I was like, Melly was was heading out shade like candy this episode. I felt like she was like really trying <laughs> to be tough. She felt empowered for a moment without Olivia. Yeah. And then quickly lost that power, but you know. But Melly, <laughs> Melly has always had a mouth on her. Whether or not yeah. it actually leads to action or not, she she knows how to make you feel it. Whether it's the many times she's dragged Fitz for filth <laughs> for yeah. anything that he put her through, or anybody, or Marcus, or anybody who tries to challenge her, she'll always bark back. Maybe not bite, but she'll always bark back and have something good to say. So, Melly, you are the Shady Boots Queen. Yes. I miss her growl. I, when she used to talk like this, and she would really put it on heavy yes. when to make a certain point. Ah, I miss the Melly growl. Bring back the, the Melly growl. Melly. I was like, <laughs> you will leave. I am diplomatic. That's what yeah. we're getting right now. But in the chat, um, they were talking about just the end scene. Uh, Lacey is saying that she cried real tears after Olivia's speech. Epic. Mm-hmm. Megan yeah. said, me too. So good. Felt so close to the old Liv. Mm-hmm. That final scene was everything. Mm. I was actually just shaking watching her look at the paper and I'm like, oh my God, she's going to close it? Like, is you know, you said it beautifully in the beginning. It's like, it really felt like the ending. We're closing the chapter on temper tantrum live, crazy live. You know, I I mean, we don't know what's going to happen after this, but that was just just a, a serious scene right there. So what is going to happen? I didn't see it coming, to be honest. I really you thought, thought she was going to go through with down. everything. Really? Mm. I don't know. I just I feel like she's so angry. I just saw her. Like, I, I kind of felt like, it. I'll show you. Like I'm Olivia. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, you really think she's dark? I felt it was cues with um. She was so kind of disgusted by Sai wanting to bring down Melly, and then her. Papa Pope speech or Rowan I saw in the chat they want us to use Rowan so Rowan (laughs) what his speech I feel like okay these are two signs that she's being broken down so and she was so sad about Quinn not like liking her there was just so many moments I I knew I kind of figured I was on the fence I was on the fence I wasn't sure because I I agree she was so shocked and and she didn't have a a smirky look when Cyrus was saying his plan because it was very savage um, but then at the same time, it's like she had to make a decision about herself. And she's always fought for the Republican, fought for power. And this would have been just the perfect next step. Yeah. But 
that scene, I tell you, a father's hug goes a long way. <laughs> oh, you know yes. what I'm saying? That scene with him halfway embracing her um, as she was shot and he just sewed her up, that was just... It was so beautiful, and it really did touch her. And I think that that scene made her do the right thing. And she probably realized, Quinn is alive. I've lost so many friends. I have to build those friends back. I'm not going to screw over a lady that I actually have partnered with and love and respect. She really does care for Mm -hmm. Melly. She does. You know, and and Olivia's done enough to Melly with taking her man and stuff like that, being a mistress. But um, I thought it was beautiful. And I'm, you know, it's sad. It's bittersweet. Yeah, I think you made a great point, though, in what you said about the fact that at that point, like, when Cyrus brought her that plan and, you know, was really selling her on the idea of power, through this whole season so far, we have saw Liv just jump at anything that had to do with power and grabbing it all. And I think that was the, finally the moment where she realized, like, that doesn't appeal to me as much as everything else that I've already lost and what, what I could now do with my life after the fact. Because, I mean... what. Even if she went through that plan with Cyrus, would she just be chief of staff to somebody else now? Like, it doesn't actually move her forward. It's tearing another woman down. And I I think it makes everything that she's done in the name of power, like, mean nothing now. Because she really, like, that was just too savage of a thing to do. And I I think there are so many gems in the episode that kind of drop that. From the very beginning with her conversation with Melly, Mm -hmm. because she told her, like, oh, what are you going to give me a speech about sisterhood and trusting Mm -hmm. each other? You ruined that. There there isn't that anymore. Mm -hmm. Then with the situation with Quinn, that friendship is gone. Mm -hmm. And she can't go back to OPA, who's she going to be friends with, Abby? Like, she really, like, (laughs) (laughs) everything, all the female relationships (laughs) that she's had are crumbled at this point. Yeah, I think it caused her to look into herself. Like, is this the kind of woman that I want to be? Is this mm-hmm. a legacy that I want to leave? Yeah, and I think that nod to to Marcus too at the end mm-hmm. was kind of like confirming that, like, this is the right thing to do here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so true, though. It's so good. I'm laughing because they just placed Marcus randomly in the crowd. <laughs> I, don't know, dude, I was like, oh, there's Marcus. <laughs> Oh, don't forget about him. Right? Like, no, that's so good. No, I love what you said because honestly. Um, it's, you're right. She was basically talking to herself when she was talking to Melly. Mm-hmm. Though, I, I don't know. I, I kind of felt like it was foreshadowing what the end was going to be anyway because how they outlined the plan so clearly and everything else, they took us by shock. We didn't know that she was going to shut down B613. We didn't know all the stuff that she had in place. But the fact that they thoroughly showed us like what the plan was and how she calmly annihilated Melly in the mammogram room or whatever when she told her the plan, I was like, we probably are not going to see this come to fruition. Do you think part of Mel or um, Liv allowing Melly to stay is because she thinks Cyrus is too much of a monster to be president? Oh, yeah. I think it's very part of it. That was honestly my thought. Now the sisterhood talk got me thinking, yes. but I was like, my instinct was she realized that Cyrus cannot mm. run the country. That's so good, yeah. I think part of that, too, was herself she looking in the mirror. Melly, but she can't manipulate Cyrus. <laughs> no, Cyrus cray. On the- he cray-cray. <laughs> it's true and it's it's like what you said when when they were talking before saying that we are the same and I think that's when Liv realized we are not the same because yeah. Cyrus will will literally like for, for all the plans that he had before with Frankie like the fact that he's still never ever gonna stop this this chase for power like that mm-hmm. she's like do I want to be an old broad like like this person continuously fighting for power and and mm-hmm. scraps and cutting over everybody I know and love for, for life. Like, is this who I want to become? And I think she she was like, no, mm. not anymore. 
Oh, I'm so interested to know you guys' predictions. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I wish I had one, but let's go into predictions. I'll think of one right now. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Ooh. Okay. Quickly. Predictions. Um, I don't necessarily have one just yet, but I have a question of... of does this mean Olivia's exit of DC as a whole? And where where does she go from here? I guess I just have unanswered questions about that because her her speech did seem very finite. Um, I know someone else in the, the YouTube comments under our last video tossed around the theory that the crossover episode is going to be about Liv and Annalise working towards prison reform with with Fitz because that was one of the things on his agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm That's curious fair. if like if she's actually going to make a move away from DC period in terms of working within the White House or if she's going to move on to you know policy reform and things of that nature. So I I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see how that plays out. I think Melly is going to take Liv back in some way. I do. I don't mm. think I see Liv leaving yet because I think I see her ending so strongly in D.C. I don't see her making her exit completely yet. It was weird not seeing Fitz in this episode. Mm. So I'm anxious to see how he comes back into play. And also, correct me if I'm wrong, but Abby and Huck and all them, do they still think the resignation was their idea that they had planted in her in Vermont? Because in theory, they wouldn't know about Melly, right? And all the things that went down between the two of them, they would. Well, they, they know from TV watching it, on right? The, news. the stuff that she but was like, out, to but the not by the extent of them. like what really happened. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. they I knew that know. she was pushing her power back when she came back. So I don't think that they think it has to do with her. I mean, with them, they don't yeah. think that they're the reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just have a very generic prediction. <laughs> I just feel that it's going to end on a, a positive note. I before was thinking for sure it's going to end dark. Someone's going to die. But I actually think it's going to end with pos- like a like a Marcus nod. They're not going to be all besties, but like they're going to be like we understand what we went through, and I'm glad you're doing great. That's how I feel. <sighs> I feel like I can like literally, if we had time, I could spin off of each of what you guys just said <laughs> and think of something crazy. Um, but it's like I don't. Uh, is she going to go back to OPA? Um, no. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think that she's going to go back to the White House? No, because she made such a public resignation. I don't think she would just fall back because when she resigned from communications director under Fitz, she never went back to that role, even though the reason that she resigned. Um, I think. Listen. Are, are the Olitzers going to get what they desire? Is she going to... Oh, y'all got so excited! <laughs> um, is she going to, you know, go back with... Fitz? I mean, she has to be out of white, out of the White House and out of politics in order for her and Fitz to make it. He left. It's time for her to leave. Are they going to make jam in Vermont? I don't know. But she's still command. She may have... Sh- no, I, I don't know. She's she may not. turn that over to Jake. I mean, but at this moment, isn't she? Right. She but is, the, but I think she could she could transfer it. I think that turning back on the lights of their little mm-hmm. hideout was kind of foreshadowing that she's stepping away from that, too. At and least that's the vibe that I got. Mm-hmm. All right. So wow. much. Yeah. Good episode. <laughs> so much. And, and what will Jake be without her for you, Olitzer? I'm over I mean, Jake right now. I'm down. I, I have to put oh. a pause to him. He did shady, shady, shady boots. <laughs> All right. 
Well, that is all the time we have for this week, guys. Thank you so much for joining us and recapping with us. Um, if you're listening later, please be sure to leave us a comment, share your theories um, on our YouTube page, and give us um, a five-star review on iTunes. I know we don't bring that up a lot, but our podcasts are available on iTunes, so be sure to listen to us and give us a five-star review. We appreciate it. Um, you guys can find me on social media at Christine Bean. And I'm Tessa Saval. You guys can find me on all social media at Tessa underscore Saval. Hey guys, I'm Paris Rose. You can find me on Insta at Paris Rose and on Twitter at Paris Rose TV. But not on Snapchat. Not on Snapchat. <laughs> not anymore. Uh, I'm Jessica. You can find me on Twitter at Miss Jessica WW and on Instagram at Miss Jessica Williams. Almost forgot my name. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for watching. Peace. Tweet us. Oh. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. I to watch or listen to other After no, shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 